Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello there and welcome to another episode of Jedi Order Podcast. Firstly guys, sorry, we are really late for our episode deep dive on the start of the Falcon and Winter Soldier series. I just moved house, everything just got very delayed and all over the place. But we're here now and we will be up with episode 2 on Friday of the Falcon and Winter Soldier and we will be dropping a monster episode after that to follow on from the Godzilla one we did for the Kong. So... You know, we're getting there, um, and we're loving it. So let's just dive into the episode, and let's catch up, and let's what see what we think about this new Falcon and Winter Soldier se- series, which is such a different beat from the WandaVision one we just watched. Very exciting times. recording we are friday saturday sunday monday tuesday four days late humble apologies um i moved house so things got too late <laughs> i was ready once twice three times a lady mm-hmm. <laughs> i think on the fourth or fifth time i decided to show up <laughs> yeah otherwise i was just gonna resign from the podcast in rage you know i was threatening ben you know <laughs> no. he was so close he was had the union people on uh, <laughs> on yeah. silent in the background just muted their call yeah. the head of the union rogan they're very disappointed you know with your efforts yeah no, i mean you're moving house bloody hell it's like the worst time ever to do anything <laughs> because your mind is in so many places and in so many boxes that you know it's uh... i just kept forgetting things all the time it was, <laughs> I was, every time I've just set to do this and other stuff, I'd be like, oh, oh, that's happening an hour or an hour ago. Or you would message me going, you ready? And I'm like, I don't know, nowhere oh. near possible of recording a podcast. No laptop with me, no, <laughs> no microphone, nothing. But I can tell you what we were ready for, though. This new series. I mean, okay, I mean... Off the bat, this is this is this. Uh, I don't know who you put this down to, and I guess you put this down to Kevin Feige, or you yeah. put it down to Luis Esposito, in the terms of release schedule of when all this stuff comes out. But WandaVision was like its own entity, very much like a. I would say probably more of a creative canvas than some of the other Marvel films have in terms of what people could do differently. Falcon and Winter Soldier shoots you straight back into, I would say, the MCU that we know. The MCU that we have lived with for since 2008. And it's the same as WandaVision. Budget. 
budget. Yeah. I, I know this is like obvious and it's probably well communicated, but I'm still it surprises me when you watch a TV show and it looks like a movie. I mean, absolutely. It, it felt. I, that's why you know that's that was the first thing we kind of spoke about like via text was when we had both seen it essentially it felt like a movie and you know from from the get-go i mean it's a you know almost 50 minute episode and so you get a lot within it but you know from the kind of start and you know seeing uh falcon kind of here and then straight into the action you know that that i We've always spoken about how much we love these kind of intro scenes that set up the the vibe of the episode, film, whatever uh, series, you know. Um, and this is just a, a just one of those epic scenes where it just kind of, it just feels like the start of a, a great action movie, and just you know, I mean, you know, everything from him like flying into the plane and then out the plane and then you know battling with helicopters and so. I mean, it's just so. And as you said, like the production on it is clearly amazing clearly there's a ton of budget behind it it's you know just and absolutely you know it, it's a completely different it really feels completely different to one division in terms of the energy the pacing the the style of, of what it's going to be i mean one division was much more kind of fantasy based and imaginative in lots of ways but this feels like you know closer to that um to the action we know of the marvel films um of like the action hero kind of classic feel um but just like you know it, it, i just love the kind of energy behind it and the way that you just launched into it it was just it was uh yeah it, it, and it, it's nice to already kind of go in a different direction to one division you know it's uh it's, i mean i'm just looking forward to like you know all this if, if marvel can keep this up across like all the series that they do which will be quite a feat in itself and make them you know give them all their sort of individual style um It'll be, you know, I mean, you know, once we look back on it, the MCU will be just, you know, this this great work of 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 art, really. Um, that will, you know, just reside throughout humanity <laughs> or the history of humanity. You know, it'll be a real kind of point. In it's it. gonna. It's uh, how long can they keep it going? And I think, well, for at least another decade at this rate, with all the stuff least, that they've yeah. got lined up. One interesting aspect is that we get the first, we get the Falcon scene, we get the awesome Falcon scene. What an introduction. He's a character that I have always really liked, but I feel doesn't get the credit he deserves in the MCU currently. And I hope this series, which I very much feel it will, will set him up um, going forward in Mm. more films, which he will obviously feature in. I mean, he's core part of the Avengers uh, but first bad guy we get is um, oh Georges Saint Pierre, Georges Batroc from the Bat Winter Truck, Soldier, yeah, yeah. Um, coming back reprising his role. I love these little things. It's the same as when we had One Division and when Jimmy Woo and Darcy Lewis pop up. They can you forget how many characters there are that they can just pick from yeah. places. Yeah. Um, so it was great to see him back. Would love to see him in some more episodes, even though I know. We're getting the main vil- villain of Daniel Brawl's character coming back um, from Civil War, um, but it just yeah, it, it, it's it was a, a kind of a rival action sequence, wasn't it? The last time we see him was in a similar awesome action sequence at the beginning of Winter Soldier. Yeah, exactly, and I 
in preparation for this, I, I've been rewatching the, you know, the Captain Americas and some of the other Marvel films. Um, and I mean, Winter Soldier is, is an epic film, actually. You know, I, I, you mentioned that it was one of your favorites, right? I think of the. I I honestly think it might be my favorite Marvel film. Wow, such a, a an epic film, and and he's a great character in it as well as a, as a bad guy. I mean, he's just you know that kind of stern faced villain um who faces up to superheroes which is you know and then you know <laughs> um what they call those fly suits are they, are they fly suits that they fly out the plane with or well i thought the suit or maybe it's the um the mission was called falcon mm. i don't know if the suit is called falcon or that's how he gets his name oh i Sorry. mean i meant on Batroc. um you know, like oh, how he's like, you know, kind what of, they called like this. I call them flying squirrel suits. <laughs> yeah, I mean, people do call them squirrel suits as well. So it's uh, I, I, that's a great scene as well. It reminds me of uh, <laughs> I don't know if you remember like the Power Rangers films from the 90s, uh, and there's like an yeah. intro scene in that where they're like skydiving. <laughs> and I always loved that scene. It was like, I need to skydive, you know, and I, which I haven't done yet, but I will at some point. Um, but yeah, that, that's what that kind of vibe I got from it. <laughs> I love that a majority of all the fight scenes uh, or a huge selection of the fight scenes from the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers to begin with in the 90s was just cut from the Japanese version. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, you know, budget and all that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that, that's, how they, that's how they squeeze that in. I mean, it's, it's interesting. I feel another thing to take on is that I feel we're getting the same director again for the whole season. Um, which is uh, Carrie Skog- Skogland, I believe is how you pronounce her name, but massive kind of TV series career, Handmaiden's Tale and Walking Dead and House of Cards and various other sort of things. So she's very well versed in the uh, TV sphere world. But like a duck to water in this in terms of like full-on mcu action big budget i mean yeah. massive budget because i can't imagine all of those series have what 10 15 million to spend per episode <laughs> but she's absolutely hit it out of the park with this well, that's the thing about this first episode that's what i'm loving so much about it is it just it was non-stop yeah. 50 minutes of constant not all action but it was never paused in terms of the story you were just quite effortlessly jumping from one element to the next and filling in all these bits of information there was quite a lot coming in in the first one as yeah. enough um, uh, same amount of content as you got in at least the first two to three WandaVision episodes yeah absolutely and uh, I also really like the, the Winter Soldier side of the story as well I mean I thought this episode did like a great kind of um, contrast between you know having the, the more action filled scenes with 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 Falcon and then Winter Soldier. I mean, you do get the action scene with the flashback, really, but you see that surprisingly sensitive side and kind of emotional side from him, um, you know, in terms of, you know, um, essentially reconciling with the father of someone he killed on a mission, you know, whilst he was assassinating people around the world. Um, so it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's an interesting kind of, first episode in terms of the vibe and how it shifts between the two so effortlessly and then you know you get back into the action later on and i'm hoping to i mean to be honest you know there's only what i think six episodes throughout the, this entire season 
Yeah, six. Yeah, and I'm 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 hoping. I mean, I'm too much. I'm saying I'm hoping. I'm pretty sure that the action is just going to be pretty much non-stop throughout it because they're both just like mega action-based characters anyway. Um, and I feel that yeah, it's just gonna it's gonna be a, a great watch to be. It's gonna be. It, I mean, you know, as we've been saying, like this first episode has already been so entertaining uh, right off the bat that it, it, I just don't really feel like you know within six episodes, it's it's. There's going to be so much to squeeze into it that it'll, you know, and judging from one division, how kind of much quality content they got into it and, and storyline development, I feel that, they, you know, there's a lot to look forward in this. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, you know, it's, I'm, I'm, I mean, yeah, the, the looking forward to it ready to next week, you know, really. <laughs> well, next week will come sooner for us this time because it's only oh, a few oh, yeah, this week, I suppose, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, the one thing is there's only kind of at the end you get I know you get certain story beats as you know what the Winter Soldier is going through and you know what the Falcon's going through so you get two I like the way the first episode maybe this would be the second episode uh, episode, second episode as well in terms of you get time with both characters to see where they currently are in life and it will be worked into it, but it's a, the intrigue is definitely there in the terms of we get all this action and we get the information of what's happening with the winter soldier, where he is with his life right now, where Sam is, the Falcon is in terms of not so much money troubles, but family have got money troubles and he's not really supported in that way for the work he does. Mm. And that age-old kind of question. It's so sad, isn't it? I mean, oh, I, well, it's, it always seems to be the way that it's um, for a majority of the time. Peter Parker is just—he just lives in like a a one-bedroom apartment. Yeah, York, but, you know. I mean, it's just kind of you know, it's so funny with this, like you know, how you have you know people like Stark and Fury who have these, you know, they're just billions and like you know ships <laughs> that turn invisible and fly into space and everything you know i mean and then you know he's struggling to get a bank loan you know yeah. it's uh yeah it was kind of like i mean i'm, I'm they should i mean they should have unionized really you know the, the heroes well, you know, just... uh, why can't there be a stark avengers union foundation or something <laughs> i'm just I'm, uh, I'm pretty surprised yeah that they you know i feel if you qualify if you meet the qualifications to become an avenger then you should be put on a salary unless you're a billionaire. Absolutely. Which very much seems to be one or the other. You're either a billionaire or you have no money. Yeah, or at least a really good pension or something after you leave because, I mean, look at Falcon. I mean, he, he's, you know, compared to the other heroes, you know, I mean, some, you know, I mean, he's, a, he's just a soldier, really, a highly trained soldier. I mean, so, you know, he doesn't have any kind of, superhero abilities so you know even afterwards it's kind of you know it's not like he's gonna live for a long time if he doesn't eat or something like that you know he's he's really screwed he like he's uh you know he needs to he he needs money poor guy and actually but that was you know and kind of from the summary that was one of the things that you know i forgot about what i loved about this episode was seeing that real world struggle of and also the the post blip struggle you know of um, yeah that was good that was good that was a good underlined storyline yeah. wasn't it yeah it was it was interesting to see how 
And obviously, like, you know, five years with, like, half the world's population gone and then suddenly coming back, I mean, <laughs> you know, it must have been chaos. Um, like, collapse, you know, I mean, the world would have collapsed, really, just from that alone. So it's, uh, it's kind of interesting to see how that's, you know, um, kind of falling, or, you know, falling back, uh, kind of, what's the, what's the word? Uh, not really falling back, but, like, just, I don't know, um, Kind of landing on, on the superheroes as well, really. I mean, the fact that Falcon is kind of, I mean, he was, you know, a hero in that situation. Now he's sort of suffering the consequences of the whole thing. It's, uh, it's kind of an interesting viewpoint, really, for, for the heroes going forwards and, and what they mean to the world, really. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's very much, there's a few things that I liked about that because that, the superhero thing, not having any money, is, it's one of those ways where Marvel tries to bring some of the stories back down to reality. And you get that in Spider-Man Homecoming. Is it Homecoming, the first one? Yeah, yeah, I think it is Spider-Man Homecoming, where um, the Vulture, his line of work is clearing up the rubble and stuff from the alien attacks in the first Avengers movie. Uh, you know so it's like that behind the scenes it's like yeah we defeated these aliens but also destroyed half a city yeah. so, <laughs> so that's probably going to take a while to clean up guys um <laughs> but so that's another good maybe thing. if you paid us we'd clean it up quicker but <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you get kind of, uh, i like it because also in a way with bucky barnes's character it's a reset in certain ways in he's obviously still struggling with the winter soldier and the repercussions of what he's done as the winter soldier but you also get he's a bit more bucky now in the terms of he seems a bit more similar to the way we first kind of meet him in captain america the first avenger um so he I know he is obviously Winter Soldier, but he just seems a bit more, it's a bit more 50-50, whereas for a while it was heavily Winter Soldier. Um, but yeah, I like that transition. I like the way they're starting these characters off. And it's just uh, it's just great to dive back in. There's so many characters, isn't there? There's, yeah, yeah, there's so much stuff coming up, and you're just like, if you're going to make them all to this level then gosh, it's literally like giving these guys a trilogy of movies. Yeah. And also like bringing, you know, having John, Don Cheadle as like a main character as well. And, you know, War Machine. Don Cheadle, yeah, he's, great to see him back. Yeah, he's just a great actor all around. I mean, whatever you see him in, it's like mark of quality, you know. Um, Do you know what Don Cheadle is? He's one of those actors that when they're on screen, the level is just suddenly at a, at a slightly higher level. Yeah, yeah. Even if everyone else... I'm not saying everyone else is like poor at acting, but there's just something so natural about Don Cheadle's acting ability yeah, that definitely. he's just so effortless and believable in anything he does. Yeah, he's. he's, he's I, I, I'm always joyed to see him in whatever role. So he's. Uh, so yeah, seeing him back in this is great. And but you know, I completely agree with you that it, it's it's good to see the. Uh, you know, the old Bucky again in the Winter Soldier, like so long after and, you know, through all the pain and trauma he's gone through that he has some, again, well, you know, it's the, as you said, it's how Marvel's showing that kind of normality and going back to it. And I mean, even if you remove him from like, you know, being a kind of, you know, hero, etc., 
like essentially he was also just a soldier and he's kind of and his whole life was killing you know like into and he says that you know that besides um his time in you know wakanda everything was just and actually that was a great scene with that he has with the psychiatrist as well um and discussing that you know his past and things like that and and ultimately you know he's so mega traumatized that it's um yeah, it's you know it's amazing that he's not you know ripping people's face off when you know they, you know they take the last milk in the supermarket or something like that you know um, so it was an interesting kind of humanization of his character um, and also seeing him kind of repent for his like previous sins uh, again kind of surprising but like quite a you know a, a nice part of the uh, of the uh, of the story that it's kind of setting it up to be and also you know I mean because. Again, I love the relationship he has with the old, uh, the old, uh, the old man. So he, uh, that you know, I mean, but clearly it's building up to be quite a tragic telling of. Yes, I was the one who brutally murdered your son in that you know hotel. Um, <laughs> but then you know, uh, but he doesn't really know what happened to his son. So that's kind of like a weird thing, right? You know, he... I believe so. I don't think he truly knows, or maybe he was sold a lie. I'm not too sure mm. if. It, uh, if it was a cover-up situation or not. Oh, maybe, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. But you also have, like, the the date he goes on um, seems oh. somewhat reminiscent of how Steve Rogers was. Like, they switched roles. Almost Bucky Barnes was a really confident one with women yeah. and, and, like, living his life, and Steve Rogers was a bit more... Well, obviously very respectful, but very hesitant and kind of more... <laughs> right, he was smaller, poor guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shire, yeah, yeah, more shy. That's it. Shy was the word I was looking for. But so, but, but I mean, there's still there's like there's more like underlying things I feel in this first episode than kind of in your face. You have this secret gang that we have brief flirtations with as the episode goes on, who are doing a bank robbery and end up injuring um, Sam Wilson's military partner. Uh, quite heavily but who survives anyway but and then we have I mean the big thing and I didn't even recognise him because he looks so different but Wyatt Russell the son of Kurt Russell is yeah. playing the new Captain America and it's the, it's the two things it's the name of the title of the episode um, New World Order mm. which is pretty much just Hydra <laughs> that's what it makes me feel like yeah. all the time it's completely just makes me think of hydra and i feel there's a hail hydra and i can't honestly remember where that came from mm. there was a hail hydra in this episode and i can't remember who said it to who i i think it might have been uh... God, i honestly don't know i think it might have been winter soldier when he was actually winter soldier I'm yeah i think sure. exactly that yeah it's it's when he's in the hotel um and he obviously kills everyone. Yeah, yeah, and then he says Hail Hydra. And that was what kind of surprised me at first when I first watched this episode was like gotcha. oh, wait a minute. He, he, has he gone back to it? Uh, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, I was kind of, and then, you know, he's kind of in the therapy session you see. Um and how much it transforms him so much when you put him back with the long hair and that mask on. Absolutely, yeah. It's like, but, you know, that's go. a really good point though that you made that you know, he kind of switches paces <laughs> with the the original Steve Rogers and yeah, you know that he becomes that, um, yeah, that nervous sort of guy and unsure of himself, and you know, uh, even though he is just, you know, I mean, what is it? 
like 100 years old or something. I was just about to say, even though he's a really young 107-year-old. <laughs> yeah, um, which is, and again, you know, it's kind of hilarious with the old man as well, that you know, he's older than this guy, and it's like, but, you know, he's taking care of him. Um, but yeah, I mean, also, and yeah, Wyatt Russell is, is, is the... Uh, as the new Captain America, I mean, at first I didn't actually recognize his face, but then I, you know, once I, once I Googled it and I was like looking to see who it was, I was like, oh, nice. Because I actually really like Wyatt Russell for what I've, like, kind of, and what roles I've seen him in. I mean, you know, he comes from acting royalty. I mean, Kurt Russell is one of my favorites, you know, as we were discussing the other day on uh, the Godzilla catch up, you know, Stargate. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, he's, uh, yeah. Big fan of Kurt, so seeing what's it, you know, the big one? Escape from New York. Yeah, Escape from New York, and then Escape from LA, which you know, um, follow up with awkward CGI, and like Captain Ron. That was one that I loved as well. I don't know if you've ever seen that. I haven't seen that one. It's like a sort of family film where he plays like a sort of drunk. Well, not really drunk, just more of a kind of haphazard small boat captain that takes this rich family on a vacation that. Changes their lives, you know, through his <laughs> wild, adventurous ways. Um, so, yeah, so Kurt Russell's great, and also his son is great. I mean, he, he's been in, you know, a few things, actually. Uh, one of the things I really like him in is, uh, have you ever heard of Goon, the Goon? Yes, um, uh, Sean William Scott? Yes, exactly, like hey. playing, you know, as the ice hockey player. So he's in, uh, so Kurt, um, Wyatt Russell's in the second one, uh, and he plays the sort of the bad guy in that, and actually he's you know, he's one of the better things about the second one. The second one's not as good as the first one, but he's, uh, yeah, he's like a commanding presence on screen. He's, a t- I think he's, he seems like a pretty tall guy and just, you know, very intense always, you know? <laughs> so he seems like a, a good lineup for, for as an enemy in the, in this really. It's interesting to see if, if he's, well, I mean, he didn't look like it, so to speak, but he didn't look like he's had any serum or any special, strength given in, given to him in any manner. He looked quite weedy, to be fair. Mm. <laughs> he looked quite weedy, and the suit looked kind of very unimpressive, and he looked very unimpressive <laughs> as a whole. But it's oh. an interesting, obviously, setup because we get set up with this character that is obviously going to cause some friction. We get the fact that Sam Wilson has been betrayed by whoever that gentleman was. I didn't know if he was... Secretary of State or something along those lines who took the shield almost as a donation to put in a museum and then immediately gave it away. In the back of my mind, I'm always thinking, even if you're Sam Wilson, are you going to give them the real shield? Surely you would have kept that one, you know, but I don't know. He should have sold it, really, because if he's going after like loans or banks, like he could mortgage (laughs) it out or whatever, you know, do a sort of world tour of it, you know. What can you uh, leverage against this loan? One oh. moment, please. Shabong. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> even like when you think about like his Falcon suit and how much that must be worth. <laughs> yeah. It's just billions, you know. Even, into, like... even Little Red Wing that um, pops <laughs> off the top. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Sam, Sam you gotta, you got to think about this, man. you got to think uh, about this. Oh, he yeah, seems yeah. to be really savvy with tech. Just build something else and sell that. Like, <laughs> Yeah, or, or, you know, just bit of mercenary work or something i don't know like just well probably not mercenary work but yeah. <laughs> um unless it unless it was good mercenary work i mean there's there must be some rescue missions he could do or something yeah. I don't know, or or maybe you know maybe he could be 
a bird photographer for National Geographic or something, you know? Like, or <laughs> why isn't he doing signing booths at Comic Con? <laughs> All that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you make loads of money with that, yeah, absolutely. I mean, how much? A hundred bucks per photo with the Falcon. Oh, and you know, if you think about it, half the world is, you know, I mean, after the blip, like everyone's back, so he has a bigger audience than you know. Like, than the blip you know <laughs> so, i mean yeah he could he could start doing flybys at like football games and stuff skywriting skywriting yeah i mean, I mean... <laughs> right so i don't think he's really putting in the effort he says he is to get money for this loan because we've just come we've just riffed for yeah. like two minutes and we've got skywriting we've got appearances We've got positive mercenary work, only positive mercenary work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Rescue so, I mean, new branding, merchandise. He could probably you know. do that, you know, like loads of celebrities are on those apps. What, what are they called when, you know, they film a message for someone? and Oh, like um, Cameo. Cam- exactly, Cameo, you know. Yeah, hashtag trending, like falcon friday and do like 10 percent off yeah. <laughs> he can get some company surely he must his social media account must be huge if you're an avenger yeah it's just I mean, work probably it. not allowed to work. say the word instagram or avengergram you know oh. surely yeah. in the millions for followers so you should be getting i mean this guy really needs to think about branding and merchandise and expansion in the way we are yeah, it's, it's quite funny because like he does like own the the identity as well of the Falcon. Like you know, when you see him in in the bank, and he's there, like, yeah, I am Falcon, and he's like happy to like live up to it. Mm. You know, so like, make some money, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, you're happy to be him. It's not like you know, you're, I don't know, the old Aquaman, <laughs> which people are used to, you know, no one wants to dress up as Aquaman on Halloween. Um, but Falcon's cool, you know. He's he's a good-looking guy. He's charismatic. I mean, you know, he he saved the world a few times. The universe, like, you know, he's got some options. He's, he's, he's got some. Options. He should be doing some appearances on Jimmy Kimmel or something. So, I mean, what we're saying is what we really want to see from season two. Uh, is we want to see a better business plan from the Falcon. <laughs> we want to see some brand expansion. You know, um, a pension from like Fury. Yeah. You know. We want to see a Stark pension initiative set yeah. up. We really feel that that should be. Well, Samuel Jackson says, stop messing around wherever he, he is, just chilling on a spaceship somewhere and just sort out these pension schemes because yeah. it's quite clear that um, that's what is needed right now. So if you guys can do that. But then we have these questions Who's the main enemy? Uh, We've got a second Captain America. We got a, a disappointing Captain America, so to speak, so far, but probably will set up to be a good villain. We've got Daniel Brawl, who hasn't appeared so far in the first episode. We're also waiting for Peggy Carter's uh, Sharon Carter, Emily Van Camp, yeah. to appear at some point. So she was on the posters as big as they were, so I'm kind of thinking she's going to be part of a trio hopefully going through the rest of the series. So there's a lot to look forward to, yeah. don't you think? Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's a, you know, as we've said, it's an epic first episode. It's, um, 
a great setup in a variety of ways, both on the action side and the the kind of back. Well, the story going, you know, looking backwards and going forwards. So there's a lot to look forward to. To be honest, I'm you know, and uh, you know, uh, what we love, of course, is that it's just got great production value and budget, and a lot of care has been taken. And I mean, you know, it already feels like a chopped up film. You know, I mean, this is kind of the great thing about these like short series that I've always been saying is that they feel like extended films that you just get given like i mean it's a series but it feels like a chopped up film really and that's you know it just makes it so much they they're putting so much into each episode that there's just so much quality really to enjoy yeah yeah well sorry for the lateness in this one um guys but we will be on time from friday and back to our usually weekly schedule we will be scheduling at some point and getting those other monster episodes in there as well and we will cover Zack snyder's justice league um that four hour road trip of awesomeness um so stay tuned because there's too much coming too much guys thanks for listening to another episode of jedi elder podcast don't forget to like comment and subscribe and may the force be with you